Hello and welcome to Becoming. You are listening to episode 116. No need to compare. Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Becoming Today. I'm so excited to be here with you. I don't know if you recognized, but we had a couple of encores the last two weeks, which gave me a little break for spring break to be able to go to Mexico with my mom and my brothers. We had the best time, and I knew that you guys were in good hands getting these encores. I received many really nice messages saying how those episodes impacted them, and I'm glad we revisit those because we get new listeners all the time that haven't had the time to go back and check out everything we've done. So it was really nice to be able to bring those ones back to your attention, and hopefully they really served you. But I'm excited to get back at it today. I want to use our time today to talk a little bit about my coaching. I know we've gotten into it a little bit and we've discussed how much I love to coach people using their strengths and how that has become essential in how I live. And I love to use strengths to help others. I've actually had a couple of clients tell me that this mode of coaching was way more impactful and empowering than going to their counselor for different issues or circumstances that they were dealing with. Because it is so individualized, you understand that you have every power and skill and talent necessary inside of you, and you know how to use them more properly when you understand what they are. And this test is a way to be able to learn those things about yourself. So just briefly to talk about my coaching style, I am a strength certified coach through the company Gallup. And I love, I love it. A lot of people that get certified with this type of coaching end up using it in the workplace. They go into companies and help them become more profitable and more productive. And honestly, a strengths-based company is proven to be far more successful. And I was intrigued by that, and I love it for that use. But for me, it was way deeper than just a business side. This is spiritual to me. So I often use this mode of coaching along with mind-body-spirit connection. That is really, really important to me. And what I mean by that is that when we are balanced in those three areas of mind, body, and spirit, we can live a next level life. So when I coach, I like to ensure that you have a really strong foundation in all three of those areas. And that includes discussing like self-love, meditation and mindfulness, healthy living, your mind-gut connection, spirituality. I am a super spiritual person, but I am able to coach with no expectation or judgment on you. Like I want you to do what feels right in your heart. So I, I just like to help you explore those areas. I know that when I personally found balance in those three areas, I was so much more fulfilled and happy and had so much more harmony and peace in my life. I feel like I could really go deep into all three of those subjects. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll do an episode series on mind-body-spirit connection. But for now, I really want to talk about two areas of my life that this type of coaching has really affected me and been a, such a positive influence in my life. 
But first, I want to bring up something. We were out to dinner, actually, it was probably a couple years ago with some friends. And we started talking about the difference between happiness and joy. What do you guys, I want you to really think about this. What do you really think is the difference between happiness and joy? Is there a difference? I thought this was such a thought-provoking conversation. And to me, happiness comes from those small, simple moments that lift you in your life. Maybe you're going through the motions of life and something just touches your heart or makes you smile. I can get moments of happiness when I eat something yummy or you just get that warm and fuzzy feeling. Happiness is a great, great feeling, but it's fleeting. I feel like it's something you're always reaching for. You want to just get that hit again. You want to eat that next treat again. You need that rush of endorphins from that momentary situation that created the happiness within you. But then there's joy. To me, joy, on the other hand, is lasting. It doesn't vary from moment to moment. It just lives within us. I think it's a type of euphoria that just comes from living your best life and feeling like you're exactly where you're meant to be. I love that feeling. Um, I don't know if it's that deja vu that just almost like your body just remembers this is how life should feel like. And I've realized when you are living daily with your strengths in the forefront of your mind, it helps you find you. It helps you find your true identity. You see, happiness is found from the outside and we try to find ways to keep it in, but joy exudes from the inside and it reflects out. We've all seen someone that exudes joy. It just beams out of them. And to me, that is the ultimate goal. I just want to be somebody that in any situation, I can find happiness, but also true and lasting joy. And part of that discovery for me of finding joy in my life has come from the knowledge of doing this work and really knowing who I am because I recognize that God blessed me with these specific talents. And if I invest in them and spend time working on them, they will become my greatest strengths. And when I do that, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I'm just full of excitement, and I find so much more satisfaction in life. So basically what this experience did for me is that it helped me find my why. It helped me find more motivation and it increased my natural willpower. And I would say knowing these strengths really helps me execute and achieve my goals and my dreams way better than before I knew them. So that's one of the biggest things that came out of me taking this is it helped me understand my why, what I want, what my purpose is more fully. I think in life, sometimes we just end up going through the motions and understanding these truths about myself helps me be so much more intentional and helps me recognize my gifts and what my purpose is here on this earth. So that's one awesome side effect of the test that I wasn't expecting. And then the next thing that really changed my life and affected me is what I want to spend most of my time talking about today. And that is all about comparisons. When you do the work and dig deep to really understand who you are, and I'm not telling you you have to do this test and work with me as a coach to get this understanding and appreciation for yourself. You can do it in so many different ways. Just growing the confidence and understanding of who you are to the core is what will change that for you. 
And for me, when that shift happened, it was incredible. I started watching myself and how I work and what I'm good at. And the evidence of this kept coming to fruition because I was watching for it. I was being really intentional about how I used my natural abilities. And when I kept showing up for myself and I kept realizing that I was getting better at these things, it created this confidence within me. And I looked for more opportunities to use these gifts and to grow. And when you do that, like I said, when you turn those talents into strengths by investing in them with your time, you just become so much more comfortable in your own skin. And when you are that comfortable with yourself, you don't look for flaws and negativity in other people to make yourself feel better because you already feel totally whole and happy within your own soul and your self-worth is 100% intact. When that happened for me, I had all of a sudden so much more energy and this bandwidth that I could use to point the arrows outside of myself. I didn't need to look at myself and feel self-conscious and worry about what I'm not good at and what I was struggling with. All of a sudden, I just saw what I was trying to do and I saw my efforts and I saw good within myself. And now I can have more time to see the beauty in others. And then all of a sudden, in my social situations, I would sit there and just see absolute beauty and magic in everyone I met. It was so much fun. When I met someone new, I would be like, oh, I wonder what their top five are and I'm watching her and I'm trying to learn about her and just watching for evidence of beauty everywhere I looked. Every single person has so much goodness and strength and talents within them. And every one of us has a specific and very, very individual journey that we are meant to take here on this earth. We are sent here so uniquely different for a specific reason. How we all think, how we process and execute information is so different. Just watch your friends and family. You will be fascinated as you just watch people and discover how they do things differently than your brain works. And I know I've mentioned this before, but having someone have the exact same top five talents that you have in the same order, the chances of that are one in 33.3 million. So that's how uniquely different we all are. And we need to validate that and honor it. So the more I really was diving into this world, this analogy came to my mind. And I want you guys to think of life like a map. We all have our own personal journey. And it's this map we have. And we all have individual destinies and destinations that we are meant to arrive at. There's going to be specific routes that you need to take to learn and grow in different ways. And oftentimes, just like if you're on a road trip, there are so many different roads that you can take to get to the exact same destination. And so even if you have the same goal or you're studying the same degree because you want the same career as someone else, you're going to have to take your own very different route to get to that same destination because you are so unique and special. And not only will you need your own very specific map, but you're going to need a very different car to get there than anybody else. One thing I love about picturing life as roadmaps and cars is how there's going to be times when we end up meeting other people on the highways of life. Sometimes our roads are going to connect with other people at specific times for purposes. And I want to always be open to what I can learn from other people along the way. 
But first off, I want you guys to really picture your life. What has your life been like? What has your roadmap looked like? Has it been a road that's super fast and furious with lots of turns that have caused you to have to be really agile and be able to pivot really quickly? If that sounds like your life, maybe you're a sports car. And that's the vehicle that you've been able to have and drive in. You're just this gorgeous, sleek sports car. But when I think about my life and my road, I don't picture it that way. My road isn't really sleek and fast. It's more like a bumpy, bumpy road. It's a steep dirt road. It has lots of potholes. So a sports car wouldn't actually be the best vehicle to handle the terrain of my road that I need to navigate. I need more of a Jeep, I think. I need a Jeep that's going to be able to shift and that will be able to handle these big bumps and rocks that I have to go over without going off course, right? When I thought of life this way, with the different vehicles and the different roadmaps, it just took away comparisons. I can totally admire that sports car that my girlfriend has. I can be in awe of its beauty, but that does not mean that I need to compare myself to it. I don't need her sports car for my journey. I need my Jeep, right? So what kind of car are you guys? Think about it. What kind of life have you had to lead? Do you need a big old van to fit all of the people that you welcome and love into your life? There's so many fun different ways we can think about this, but I want to give you a real life example of how I've used this thought process to help me. So as I've said before in another episode, eight out of the top 10 of my strengths are relationship building and people influencing. So where do you guys think my executing and strategic thinking skills are? (laughs) They're not at the top, just to give you a hint. But my co-host, who you all know and love, Erica, she is pretty opposite of me. She is full of executing and strategic thinking. She actually has achiever and activator in her top five, both of them, which is incredible. Erica can get stuff done. And before all of this, when we became friends, before we knew about anything about strengths, I really struggled with watching people like Erica and other friends in my life that I just really envied their skills and their talents. And I just wondered why I couldn't be like that. And it's hard. It's hard to live that way and see like, dang it, I'm not good at that. You know, we'd be sitting there talking about an idea and Erica's like, oh, I already booked it. And I made a website and and have a spreadsheet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Why am I not good at that? I am not very organized in that way. And I don't execute like that. I just feel and I think and I have to check on everybody's emotions all the time. So that really used to be hard for me. But now, now that I understand my gifts and my abilities, I can sit there in complete awe and have so much admiration for other people's gifts and talents. And specifically with this example of Erica, I can see that like, she has such a beautiful and efficient car. I would say her car is a Mercedes. It's awesome. But I don't need her Mercedes to execute my life that I was meant to live. My magic doesn't lie in her gifts. So why am I putting all that weight on what she's good at that I don't really have? Because those gifts are not necessary for my path. Does that make sense? And I'm not trying to say those are my weaknesses. Because if I really wanted to learn how to make a website 
and do spreadsheets. I could. I have done those things. But guess what? It's not fun for me. I don't enjoy it. It drags me. It makes me just lose all energy and I want to quit. <laughs> but Erica gets the biggest kick out of it. She loves it and she enjoys it. So why wouldn't we want both want to live in our strengths? She can look at what I do and and maybe be like, oh, I want to do that. But she realizes now that that's not where her magic lies. So we can both appreciate each other's cars and be like, gosh, that's amazing. I really admire that in you, but I don't need that car for the road I'm going to take. So I hope this helps you see that it really takes away all comparisons. And if I do find myself needing one of her gifts for you know something I'm working on, a project, the coolest part is that I just learned to outsource them. I look for those people that are amazing where I lack and I ask them, hey, you're really good at this and it's not a natural talent that I have. You know, can I pay you to do that for me? Or can I do a trade? I'm really good at this. And, or will you teach me? I think we all really love feeling needed and appreciated. And when someone else sees a gift that they lack, it feels so good to have someone say, hey, will you help me? Will you teach me? And I think so many of us are willing and able to do that for each other. So the best way to stay positive in those situations is not saying, gosh, that's a weakness of mine. It's saying, you know what? I don't like to use my time doing that. That's not where my time is best suited. So I'm going to outsource. I'm going to ask a friend for help. And she gets to feel uplifted and noticed for her gifts. It's just like this beautiful win-win situation. And I absolutely love it. When you look at life this way, you guys, I promise you it will change how you view your relationships. It will change how you look at strangers, at everyone that you come in contact with. You will approach life with such a different peace and confidence within yourself. And again, I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't try to emulate or achieve other goals that you've seen people do that you admire, you can absolutely do that. You can achieve anything you want in life, but you need to do it by using your own car and your own roadmap to get there. Or it won't fuel you. And if we go back to talking about, you know, a certain road we're taking, if you try to take your sports car on my Jeep road, you're going to get a flat tire. And if I try to take my Jeep on your route for your sports car, my engine's going to burn out. And I'm going to run out of fuel. So I just want you guys to understand that what you have is enough and it's amazing. And you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. You need to live in your own gifts and strengths. And that will absolutely change your life and how you look at other people and view the world. Can you feel my passion there? <laughs> Obviously, I love this and I believe in it. And I want every person to feel this feeling because it, it really is life-changing. But obviously, I've thought a lot about this, and this analogy had been on my mind quite a bit. And I just happened to be driving my kids around, and there was a movie playing in the background. And I love, I love how this movie just illustrates how important it is to live in your strengths rather than trying to emulate someone else. The movie is Kindergarten Cop. Do you guys remember it? I cannot remember when it came out, but it's kind of an old school movie. And the main character is a cop whose name is John Kimball. And he has to be this undercover cop who needs to pose as a kindergarten teacher. And when he's thinking about doing this, he just assumes that he needs to execute this job by acting like what he thinks a typical 
kindergarten teacher would be like. He didn't think at all about what his natural strengths are. He just tried to emulate what he thought other people would want him to do or how other people would expect him to be. I wish so badly this was actually a YouTube video that I do instead of a podcast because I would show you a little clip from when he was teaching. But at the very beginning of his little teaching career, it does not go very well. It is hilarious. They're like kids are dumping things out. Look, the boys are looking under the girls' skirts and everyone's crying and freaking out. And he just starts yelling, shut up, shut up. And he just has a complete meltdown. Oh, that scene just cracks me up. And I think we've all been there. We've all been there when we're like, this is not working. When he was trying to emulate what he thinks a normal, successful kindergarten teacher would be like, he's probably using some of his bottom strengths that are not where he shines. And he was probably comparing himself to the successes of others in that same environment. And that is just not a healthy place. He's not living in his magic, what he's naturally good at. I promise you, you can achieve anything in the world. You can reach any goal you want to if you engage in your strengths. Using those talents daily, they will turn into the strengths that you need to get you there, just like John Kimmel did. So in the next part of the movie, he decides, I can't do this anymore, and he's ready to quit. And he's talking to his partner. He realizes that he doesn't want to be phony anymore and try to do it the way someone else would. He realizes that he needs to do it different. And he shows up and he says, okay, kids, we're doing this differently. And he pulls out his police whistle and they act like they're in an academy and they're marching. And there is just the cutest scene that the whole school is like watching how different this class is. They're showing up to the fire drill and they're like all in order and in line. And these kindergartners have got it together. And John Kimball just completely changed the narrative here. And he uses his strengths to create the best environment. And he's there like just shining, all confident with his whistle, doing what he does best. He learned how to lean into his strengths rather than copying someone else's successes. He learned how to teach the way that was natural to him. With his new position as the kindergarten teacher, he looked for opportunities to execute in ways that he had already had successes in the past. And when he did that, he was wildly successful. Can you guys see how valuable it is to own who you are and to stay in that space? When you do this, I promise you, it is a complete game changer. I believe this with all of my heart, and I've seen evidence of this in my own life, and I want that so badly for each of you. So as you go through your week, these are the two things I want you to do. I want you to look for beauty in other people and to honor that without feeling less than for yourself. And I want you to look for ways that you can execute a task you have by living in your own strengths without comparing or trying to emulate something that someone else did. I hope you can see me right there next to you cheering you on. You guys are awesome. Thank you for appeasing me and letting me use these fun analogies to help teach you today. And the more you do this, the more you live in your strengths, you will find your true identity. And instead of falling into the comparison trap, you will learn to recognize the beauty within yourself so you'll be able to appreciate and understand the beauty in others more fully. I love you guys. Have an incredible week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. 
We'll see you next time on Becoming.